0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Zephyr Carmelite Evangelization Campaign. Today, we're going to read question 154 from the Compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. What are the characteristics of the people of God? One becomes a member of this people through faith in Christ and baptism. This people has for its origin God the Father, for its head Jesus Christ, For its hallmark, the dignity and freedom of the sons of God. For its law, the new commandment of love. For its mission to be salt of the earth and the light of the world. And for its destiny, the kingdom of God, already begun on earth. So for my personal reflection today, as we just read, the church has its origin in God the Father, and Jesus Christ as its head, because it was God the Father's divine plan of salvation which brought the Son, Jesus Christ, to dwell among men and to found the church. As Catholics, we believe that our church was founded by Christ himself. Um, Various religions have various founders, but we believe that our church was founded by Christ as we read in the Gospels, and has been kept up over the centuries all the way to the present time. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus asked his disciples who did they think he was? And when the leader of the apostles, Peter, he replied that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God, Jesus immediately replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. Here Jesus was saying, it was the heavenly father the Holy Spirit who inspired Peter to proclaim that Jesus was the Messiah. And he goes on to say, And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of the nether world shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thus Jesus gave the first Pope Peter and all his successors since then including the apostles and the apostles' successors, who are basically the bishops of present day, the authority to safeguard and protect the moral teachings of the church through the ages. Not because they were holy men, perfect men, but because Jesus chose them in their weakness. He still chose them to be the leaders and the protectors of the moral teachings of the church. And this is the hierarchical structure that Christ himself instituted over 2,000 years ago when he founded the church on earth. That's our Catholic belief. And the second characteristic of the church is that the members of the church are reconciled back to their Heavenly Father. And so the church lives in freedom, freedom from sin, because it has inherited the dignity of becoming sons and daughters of God through jesus's sacrifice on the cross and then the third characteristic of the church is that she's governed by a new commandment which is love so jesus prays for the church in the gospel of john chapter 17 after he has talked to them about loving one another and being united and right before his arrest jesus prays for the church and this is just a few um, sentences from Jesus' prayer. It's a very long prayer. is an entire chapter of 17, but I'm going to read a few. Now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And he goes on Further down in verse 20, I do not pray for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So one of the hallmarks of a Christian should be unity. And today... The greatest threat to the Catholic Church is division. Divisions based on nationality, culture, race, gender priorities, political affiliations, or sometimes even the ministry, which is the better cause. Is it the life issues or the social justice issues? It's not a this or that mindset which Jesus wants his church to have. Jesus wants his church to be united to all just causes so it is a this and that that's why the church and the leadership of the church supports both life issues which goes the entire spectrum all the way from the womb to the tomb for uh, a pro-life as well as against euthanasia assisted suicide death penalty war The church is against all those life issues. At the same time, the church is also for social justice, serving the poor, serving the refugee, welcoming the immigrant. All these are priorities. It is a this and that. It is not a this or that mindset that the church and the people of the church need to have. And the church uh, addresses uh, these issues, these good causes. And it needs to be addressed by every member with that same mindset. So let those good causes not be a reason to divide us, but may they be the reason to unite us. So let us be beware of those members who use these um, good causes to cause division. So let us seek with open hearts and minds to be receptive to the truth and not allow political biases cloud our thinking and reasoning, but that we may uh, stay united because the only way the world will know that Jesus came down from heaven is if we Christians can live authentically the way of love and the way of unity, the life of unity without compromise preach that Jesus preached to us. That is the only way the world is going to know that we are authentic and that Jesus indeed came down from heaven. And so the next aspect of the church is that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And our mission is to preserve the people of the world by living out the gospel of Jesus Christ, the commandment of love and unity. And so if we lose that love and unity due to lack of faith or other priorities that cloud our thinking and our reasoning, then Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, that salt, he refers to salt and light as two ways of um, describing us. So you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So salt and light refer to good deeds and good works that arise out of good, strong faith and from the truth which resides in the heart. Finally, the final characteristic of the church is that We share a common destiny. That is, we are destined for the kingdom of God that has already begun on earth. People of prayer can look at someone who is in their last moments and can tell with some level of certainty, definitely not full certainty because uh, of the infinite mercy of God and the perfect justice of God. Nobody can be 100% sure whether a person is going to heaven or hell. A person of wisdom can guess to some degree where the person is headed towards just based on their final moments and their final disposition of heart. The final destination of the choice of each person is either heaven or hell. And that is because even while we are here on earth, we begin to share in our common destiny, which is the kingdom of God on earth. And the fullness of God's kingdom will only be revealed at the end of time and with the coming second coming of Christ that is what we believe and we also believe that the sacraments of the church all seven gives us entrance into God's kingdom especially baptism and the other seven uh, other six sacraments prepares us on earth to retain our citizenship in the kingdom of God however we also believe that all people of goodwill and those who sincerely seek God and live holy lives are acceptable to him, especially they ne- if they never experienced uh, a calling or, or a conversion in their soul uh, from Christ, to for- t- a calling from Christ for discipleship. Uh, but we do believe that God in his divine mercy could give them unique indirect call, even at the last moment of their breath. And um, we read, and I'm kind of jumping ahead in the Catechism, but in Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 1257 to 1260, it describes some of these aspects, and I'm going to conclude by reading a couple of them. The first one is, baptism, we believe as Catholic, is necessary for salvation for those to whom the gospel has been proclaimed and who have had the possibility of asking for the sacrament. And then we believe that there is something called a baptism of desire. So every man who is ignorant of the gospel of Christ and of his church, but seeks the truth and does the will of God in accordance with his understanding of it can be saved. It may be supposed that such persons would have desired baptism explicitly if they had known its its necessity. So that is what the church believes. It is the most inclusive faith. The Catholic faith is the most inclusive. When we know what the church believes in, what the teachings of the church are, we would come to appreciate her and how merciful our Lord is towards all of us and gives us ample chance to come to know him and to have a personal relationship with him and to have uh, friendship in the community that he has instituted on this earth, which is the kingdom of God, the Holy Catholic Church. Thank you everyone for listening and have a blessed day.